Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Centered, Committed, Confident. I'm your co-host, Cody Rogers. And I'm Regan Erickson. And I'm Hannah Erickson. And this is episode three. We're just uh, getting into the swing of things. Um, we are recording the third episode, separate than the first two, so this is a new mm-hmm. session. Um, but we are still recording it a, a few weeks a- ahead of time. So once again, disclaimer, that if there's something going on in the group or in the world and we're not mentioning it here, it's simply because we're recording these particular ones ahead of time. All right. Uh, anything to of, of note, guys, before we really dive into what we're talking about? I don't think so. Okay. So uh, as you probably saw from the episode title, we're talking about our third seed today, which is uh, being confident in the Word of God. Every week, we've been answering the three questions. Um, what do we mean by that? Why is that important? And how can you go about doing that? So let's uh, just dive right into the first part of that, the first question. Um, what do we mean when we say that we are trying to glorify God by making disciples who are confident in the Word of God? Yeah, I think we can start kind of by breaking that down into three parts. We've got like confident, we've got word, and we've got God. So maybe we should start, start with confident, probably, right? Sure. Or okay. or do you think start with like the, the subject? I was Which, thinking subject. I was going to go word. Okay. That's like... I don't know. It's the one I was prepared for. That so. makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Probably duh. Yeah. Let's start. Let's define the subject first. That okay. makes more sense. See me not knowing grammar very well. That I mean, doesn't help. You're, so. not any, you're not any worse off. Than is me. uh is it the is it the subject of the sentence? I don't know. I, okay. If you we'll are probably an Eng- get corrected. <laughs> if yeah. you are an English major, do not at us. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I I uh, I, uh, I have dedicated my life to studying the word, not the grammar of the word. That's probably a bad excuse, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. All right, I apologize. Well, grammar, I repent. Grammar is important. <laughs> I repent of that. <laughs> we, we will openly acknowledge we're not grammar experts. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, let's, let's. As you've probably already found, I've probably said something very grammatically incorrect already in the first two episodes. Yeah. 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 We all have. We'll just start with the word, whatever part of the sentence. Yeah, Hannah's, yeah. Like, Somebody... Hannah's like, let's get to it. <laughs> let's, let's just jump in, everybody. <laughs> Enough chat. Okay. Okay. So, word, word of God. The word of God is. The 66 books of the Bible that are that contain both the Old Testament and the New Testament um, letters from, like, example of Moses writing them, um, or books of Moses writing them to letters of the New Testament written by like characters such as Paul or Luke, um, and yeah, are con- contained in like you're the standard Bible you would have around. Mm-hmm. Um, most places have the 66 books of the Bible we're talking about. Yeah, and I would love for us to have a conversation on why there's an Old Testament and a New Testament or why mm-hmm. specifically there's that many books in your Bible. I'm pretty sure that's just another episode, though. Yes. I think yes. that'd be a good one, though. So if that piques your interest, um, with, that's definitely something we can hit up in the near future. Uh, but for now, let's let's not dive into all those whys mm-hmm. and just say when we mean the Word of God, we particularly mean that. But let's dive just a little bit deeper into what kind of things are found in the word of god let's you know just get at least a little more of an overarching theme or, or uh, overarching understanding of it yeah so we believe that the bible is a specific revelation of god himself and so in it we find who god is his character what he's done throughout history um we find that he is creator in the beginning and we learn what eternal life is and how to obtain eternal life through jesus christ we learn about the life of Jesus and all the prophecy in the Old Testament leading up to his life and death and resurrection. And that's all contained within the specific revelation of God in the Bible. 
So who he is, uh, what he desires, um, why he does things are yeah. are all found uh, in his word. Um, I like that you said, Hannah, revelation, right? Um, the word of God is God revealing himself to the world, revealing himself to us. He could have done it many different ways, and he still has, right? He's revealed himself through creation and things like mm-hmm. that. But particularly the specific revelation of God is through the, the word of God, the, the written word um, who, who, uh, or the written word that was also written by many hands, though, yes. mm-hmm. right? Um, one of the things to include in that is that the word of God is inspired, meaning that uh, it has human authors, but we believe that it is all God-breathed, that it comes directly from God. And uh, he, uh, under the, the authors, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, meaning mm-hmm. through through um, God being in them and working through them, wrote all of these books with a particular emphasis, even with a bit of a different characteristic because they were human authors, mm-hmm. but that each and every word is God-ordained. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yep. 100%. So that's probably important to cover enough on that. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything we're sort of missing in our definition. We should probably include... That it's inerrant, right? Yes. Yep. It's okay. without error. Yeah. That it's infallible. Is that a word that's used? Okay. I don't know where. So I think inerrant covers Great. right that because it's it, meaning so it's without flaw and without error. Mm-hmm. Infallible means that, right? I, I think, think so. so. Yeah. So I, I, right. I think inerrant is sort of the word. Again, not grammar experts. <laughs> or, or vocabulary. Inerrant expert. is I think summarizes all that Great. right without it. And so it's the inspired. Mm-hmm. Word of God that is inerrant. Um, it's not just inerrant, but it's authoritative. Yep. Mm-hmm. Another one to understand. When we say authoritative, we mean that it has authority over what it says about mm-hmm. life and our lives and um, what it says about Christ. And, mm-hmm. and We don't and, pick and choose what we yep. like and don't like from it, but we think all 66 books are yeah. the authoritative yeah. Word yeah. of God. And when I think of the word authority, I think there needs to be submission and mm-hmm. so if the word of God is authoritative, we are the submissive ones, right? Yep. We submit under the authority of the word of God. Um, it's a timeless, obviously historical uh, book as well. It's been around for thousands of years. Yep. And to tie this back to scripture, it says this about itself. And you can find that in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And yep. It says all scripture is breathed out by God. And it's useful for things like training and rebuke, basically for building up of the body of the church. Yeah. All of scripture is good for pretty much everything, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. There's, yeah. um, there's, there's a, in one way, there's nothing the Bible doesn't cover. Right. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. what we say by that is there's nothing like, uh, the, the things that matter in life, right. There's yeah. nothing that it doesn't cover. Um, the little itty bitty details, like, you know, the, the age old evolution debate, things like that. We're not saying that there is a, a uh, clear laid out map of mm-hmm. of exactly um, how God created. Right, it, there is a creation account, yep. but it mm-hmm. doesn't concern himself. He doesn't concern himself with answering all those little questions we have. Yeah. But the fact is, it says God created, and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. So it contains all that we need to know. Mm-hmm. Yep. All the principles for godly living. Yeah. Great. Okay. So I, I think that handles word pretty well, especially since we'll have other episodes dedicated mm-hmm. to more specific oh, sure. nuances of it. Word of God, that's important to note as well. Um, I, I think it's going to be pretty obvious for anybody listening, but when we say God, we mean 
the all-powerful, all-knowing, omnipresent uh, being who created the universe and has never been created himself, who has revealed himself through his word, as we've been talking about, through the person of Jesus Christ and through all of creation. We believe he is a triune God, Mm -hmm. and this is a topic for another podcast, but basically where we have God the Father, um, God Jesus, and then God is the Holy Spirit. Yep. All equally um, in, like, they're all one, um, but each with three unique persons. Yep. And if you're coming on Thursday nights, we're actually going to talk about the Trinity specifically in October for one of our messages. So that would be another place to understand a bit more about how Jesus fits into that whole thing. Um, I think that covers Word of God pretty Mm -hmm. well, right? We know who God is. We know what His Word is. So now sort of back to the, the first part. We want to glorify God by making disciples who are confident in the Word of God. What do we mean when we when we say confident? Go for it. I think there's a couple of different aspects that co- that confidence can cover. I think that you can be confident in your knowledge of the Word and your ability to teach it and share it. Um, I think you can be confident in its reliability. I think you can be confident in... Um, the fact that it can hold up to your questions and doubts and that you can go before the Lord with the word confidently as you ask questions about how do you live life or, um, yeah, what does the word mean? What do I do with it? And that the Bible will hold up to your questions in those ways. Yeah, I think a distinction to make is I don't think we would say that confidence in the word means you know everything about the word. Mm-mm. Like we would, we, you Go to the Word. You're going to have questions, things to bring to the Lord. That's not what we're getting at when we're saying confidence in the Word, but it's more of like the trust and knowing that when you go to the Word, it will have answers mm. and it will help feed into your life. Yeah. And I, you know, admittedly, though, I do play a bit into that first part as well. Yeah. So I think of it as um, confidence twofold, right? So I want to raise you to be confident in the Word of God, meaning that you have confidence in the Word itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you you go to it as Hannah said with with a, a trust, knowing that it's authoritative, knowing that you will receive from it and learn from it. Um, but I also in our in the midst of what we're doing here, and especially this podcast, I do like to play up that other part as well of yeah. the knowledge part. Oh, um, for sure. And and what you're saying is true. We we don't anticipate that you will know absolutely everything about the Word of God, mm-hmm. right? Um, nobody nobody has been able to plumb the entire depths of the Word of God. Yeah. Uh, but that is a part of it too. So for me, it's it's twofold. The confidence, uh, you will confidently approach the Word of God, but that you will be confident in your knowledge of the Word of God. So not that you would know every piece, but that you would be confident enough to know how to get it, know how to find it, know what to look for, know how to wield it. Um, yep. You know, and I, I, it's older, but I love the age-old illustration um, that God's word uses itself, that it's a sword, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like that, and even a, even a sword has uh, a few different ways of being confident, right? Confident that it will protect you and serve on your behalf um, or, you know, that you can use it confident in that way, but um, also, or, sorry, confident in its ability to do what it needs to do and what yeah. it's going to do, but then also the personal confidence of being able to use it. Are you know when you, you handle a weapon, and I think both of those are important. I agree. Um, yeah. Anything to add to that, Hannah? I think it's great. All right. So we've defined what we mean when we say confidence—the word of God. Um, to summarize it, 
that you would not only be confident when you approach the Word, but you'd be confident in understanding the Word. Um, and when we say the Word, we mean the Word that has come from God Himself. And mm-hmm. um, so that's the definition. On to our second question of the episode. Why does that even matter? I love this question. I would follow it up with the question of what do you lose once you lose confidence in the word? Mm. Okay. So what do you lose when you lose confidence? Well, um, a good understanding of God himself, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, wacky theology beliefs that lead, uh, that lead yourself or many others to hell. Mm-hmm. Um, beliefs that will give you false assurance and confidence. Beliefs that are damaging. Yeah. yeah. Those are things. Um, I'd say you miss out on the abundance that the Lord has for us um, through Christ, right? To understand, yeah. to in order to understand Christ more, we need to know of Him and mm-hmm. and Him Himself, and we can find that in the Word. So when the Lord promises abundance of life through Christ, that is a that is a chunk of that that you will not live to its fullest. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, can you be saved and go to heaven without reading the Word of God? Yes, in the sense that if I were to preach the Word of God to you and you were to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and then you were to die, um, you, you would you would know your Savior and you yeah. would go to heaven, right? You would be saved um, without having read the Word of God. Um, so I don't want to say it's impossible, but what I'm saying is the Lord's um, plan for our life is that we'd, we would be, like the will for his our lives is that we would be sanctified, that we would know Christ and we'd have a life abundantly in Christ, and that happens largely in part to what we know in the Word. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. So we're starting to get there. What are, what do we miss out? So that's a that's a that's a good motivational answer. Right. Well, I don't want to miss out. I don't want to have bad beliefs. So that's one reason why it should matter to me. What else? I mean, I just think the the way the Lord has revealed Himself is through the Word, uh-huh. and so like we just. There's no better way than to grow in our relationship with the Lord, grow in our love for the Lord, and it is the way he set forth for us. And so if we lose confidence in it, then we just lose confidence in everything that we would establish as true about the Lord. Because, I mean, we would we would say that the word is truth and it is our standard for truth. And so if you start if you lose the confidence in that, you start losing confidence mm. in what is true. Yeah, so you're not just lacking in good belief, you're lacking in good relationship yeah. mm-hmm. with the Lord. Um, I'd also add to that, uh, I feel like we have this every episode, and it needs to be there, um, because Jesus, yeah. right? because mm-hmm. Jesus said so. Um, Matthew 28, 18, the Great Commission, uh, you know, all authority has been given to me, <clears throat> this is Jesus talking, Authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Um, go, therefore, and uh, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, um, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Yep. Um, how do we know what Jesus has commanded us? By seeing what is in the Word yep. and understanding that. So um, to not be in the Word and not understand other things is to be directly disobedient and to be sinful. Yeah. So uh, a neglect of the Word is a neglect of our Savior's um, greatest um, commission towards us and um, therefore is is sinful um, and sinful in your relationship and it's against the Lord. In that. Yeah. yeah, I think also like if we've learned anything in the last year and a half, 
is that our lives are constantly changing and nothing is promised and guaranteed and this world is crazy but the bible doesn't change and that god and his word does not change and it is the anchor of our life and um just thinking about like all the different stages of life even that we go through and the transitions that we experience and the hardships that we face we can turn to the word every single time and it's going to be true every single time and it's going to be reliable every single time and it won't change with our culture it won't change with our life circumstances but that it is completely trustworthy in all aspects of our life for Mm. all of our life yeah it's good for you Mm -hmm. it's not just good understanding it's not good relationship but it's also good for you Uh, the psalmist shows us several times that it is something you can delight in it brings joy to you um, it's something that is will protect you, something that will fill you up, that will um, help you in the, the darkest of places. It tells us, as Regent quoted earlier, um, that it is good for all, like a list of things when it comes mm-hmm. to teaching and reproving and exhorting and rebuking, um, which all lead towards a, a, a goodness. Um, so not, not like a... I don't want to. I don't want to sound like the mom that's like, "Eat your vegetables because they're good for you," right? Like, <laughs> it, the, it's not that. It's that it's supposed to be good for you and good tasting to you, yeah. right? It's like the ice cream that has zero calories and all the nutrients yeah. of every vegetable you could ever have. Like, mm-hmm. that's the idea of what the Word of God of is: is that um, it's good for you in in the you know, nutrient sense, but good for you for the soul too, right? It brings oh, yeah. comfort. I mean, it answers those questions that every human asks like why am i here why was i created what what is my purpose the bible has answers for that and it has good answers for that mm-hmm. um and it it defines the problem of the world it gives us what the solution is yeah and it provides where we're going after that and you get that when you go to the word and you can only receive that from the word when when you're confident in it yep so those are great answers um just to come full circle we talked about a lot of reasons. A lot of them are self-motivational, and a lot of them are to know God more. Um, and I do just want to chime in with a clear answer of um, oftentimes it's said like the Bible is uh, stands for uh, basic instructions before leaving earth. Have you heard that before? No, yeah, B-I-B-L-E, basic <laughs> instructions for before, before leaving earth. Uh, which, you know, someone has said when I, that, that's the type of saying that was going around when I came to Christ. And I, in one way, I always appreciated that, right? Because it shows that God's word is guidance, that God's word is um, something we need. In the other sense, I didn't like it because it made it sound like God's word was about me, yeah. right? And yeah. it was about what I needed to do or what it can provide for me. And we gave you guys some answers that say, like, it's good for you, right? Yeah. But that is not the main motivation because the Bible at the end of the day is not about you. It's not for you uh, in the sense of what you can receive from it, it's it's about God and it's God revealing Himself, and there's joy to be found in that. But also, don't don't think that you need to be more confident in the Word of God just so you can uh, be more satisfied. Right? That's not that's not the end goal. Um, it's it's a side effect. It's a yeah. goal, but it is not the ultimate purpose of Scripture. And that's I think we good. see that too with our three C's. Yeah. Like we've talked about how they're all intermingled together and you can't have one without the other. If we really want to be centered on Christ, we need to know Christ in his word. And so that is how we can know 
um, how to worship him, how to serve him and love him more. If we want to be obedient, like in order to fulfill God's purpose for us, um, we need to know the word and we need to be confident in that. Like you said, not just to consume, but in order to be what God has called us to be for his glory and not our own and to make much of him while we Uh, are here. Yeah, if you're centered on Christ, truly, then you will not read and be confident in the word in the wrong way. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. All three balanced. That's a good point. That's a great point to sort of end this part of the discussion on. Uh, this last point, super applicational. Um, what are ways that we can be more confident in the word, um, resource wise and even just practice wise? I mean, simply read the Bible, I think, mm-hmm. and read the whole Bible. I think sometimes we love anything written by Paul. Or yeah. the Gospels themselves. I mean, he is a good dude. He is yeah. a good he is dude. A great dude. But we tend to neglect this entire Old Testament because it seems so um, distant from our lives now or it's so difficult to understand or whatever that is. And so we tend to just find, the, again, the parts that we like or that are maybe easier for us to um, comprehend or just to apply whatever we can apply the quickest is what we Mm want to read. Mm -hmm. But if we want to be confident in the word of God, then that involves reading the whole word of God from beginning to end. Yeah, that's really good. And to keep it close to scripture, one of the things I really enjoy is like the ESV study Bible. It is, it's scripture, but in within Bible, it has like uh, notes for verses and it'll just give you either context or a description of a word or sometimes like there's some parts of scripture that have are debated on what they mean and it provides pretty from what I've experienced pretty neutrally what the different sides are yeah. and um, I know there are others out there besides ESV I just know personally from what I've looked at ESV is one I enjoy and I think it's a solid one. Yeah. So stay in the word, read the word as itself, get to know the word on your own, read through Old Testament and New Testament. Second step, get a study Bible so that when you're reading the word, you can also supplement it, not as primary, second, it, as secondary, but also as it supplements your knowledge, brings about knowledge in a concise way that you wouldn't be able mm-hmm. to just know. Yep. The ESV is um, my favorite when it comes to being more confident in the word that way. Um, another popular one lately, and obviously even within our ministry, is the CSB Study Bible. Mm-hmm. If you are thinking about getting a study Bible after this and you read the CSB, um, I would still recommend getting the ESV Study Bible. Yeah. I have both. I've read through them both. I, um, I wouldn't say you know cover to cover. <laughs> I, I have read significant chunks of them compared back to back. I would say that the CSB tips just a little more devotional based in in what it says. Now, it gives it still gives plenty of notes. And the ESV tips a little more academic-based. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think when we're talking about being confident in the Word as far as knowing we can trust it and also knowing it better and understanding mm-hmm. it better, I think the academic side is what I'm going for. And I think that's what you guys should go for, too, because um, it gives you a better defense of the Word. It gives you a better mm-hmm. historical understanding of the Word. Yeah. Um, and when you have confidence in those things, the devotional stuff is even more impactful. Um, so even if you read CSB, maybe pick up the ESV study Bible for the notes, and you can still read through the CSB as well. And I always love reading multiple translations, especially when they're trustworthy translations yeah. like those two. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, CSB is Christian Standard Bible, ESV is English Standard Version. 
Um, we can get into a whole train the translations on another episode. But yeah. um, so those are good ones. Commentaries. Mm-hmm. I think this isn't a commentary, but something that's been super helpful for me is a book called Women of the Word by Jen Wilkin. If you're a guy, just cross out the W-O, then it's Men of the Word. <laughs> um, and she just walks through how to read the Bible well, um, how to apply it, how to um, understand the different genres and how do you read those genres differently and how to make it both academic where you're growing in knowledge, but also to engage your heart with the word. So you're also growing in love and adoration of God. That's the purpose of it all. And so that's a book that's been hugely impactful for me. And I've recommended to a lot of different people. Yeah. I wish I could recommend this book a bit. Um, I haven't been able to read it yet, but I've heard lots of great things about creature of the word by Matt Chandler. um, Who's Jen Wilkins pastor as well. So could be another one. I don't know whether it hits up, everything that you just mentioned, it might be on the other side of understanding the importance of conforming ourselves to the, mm. to the word of God, but that could be motivational too. Um, so commentaries, that one guys, just be careful. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a lot of people that have a lot of opinions about the word of God. And as we start, you know, getting further and f- further away from the word mm-hmm. um, itself, you need to be more and more guarded as mm-hmm. to what you read particularly what you read when you're not in relationship with those authors right um coming to group being at church right like that's where this is where the discipleship comes into play put yourself around people that are talking about it trying to seek it as well go to places that are discussing it and preaching it right come to thursday nights come to sunday mornings where pastor rob's opening up the word um and just clearly laying it out those things are invaluable those are I'm going to supplement you, and I mm-hmm. and I can't emphasize the relationship factor enough. That you know, like Regent said, that's where the discipleship part comes in as well. Because you pick up any old commentary, you don't know this person, you don't know what they believe, you don't know where they're from, what influences and biases they have. But when you know a pastor and you are in relationship with them as one of their members of the flock, um, you things can be a lot more trustworthy. Like I'm going to trust things on the website that Pastor Rob has posted, um, immediately I'm going to receive them quicker than some rando commentary from somebody I've never heard of. And that's, you know, that's how it should be. Yeah, I would agree. Because, I mean, once you start getting out of the word, you start losing the inerrant, you, you lose the inerrancy. You know, scripture is inerrant, but I'm not. I know no one else is. And so you just got to be more on your guard and you got to be center. You got to be around people helping you stay centered on the word. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, other practical resources, um, desiringgod.org is a fantastic resource. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of articles yeah. and podcasts and videos. Um, gospel coalition. Gospel coalition is another really great one. Um, also Southern seminary and Midwestern Baptist theological seminary, they have extra resource pages mm-hmm. that have lots of articles and books and th- things that are, I would consider pretty trustworthy because they're from people that have a high respect for the word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's obviously something that I would, yeah. I would value. <laughs> um, so those are all really great. So desiringgod.org, the gospel coalition, I can't remember if it's it's .com. Anyway, you can type in the Gospel Coalition. Um, Southern Seminary, Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, technically is what it's called, and then Midwestern Baptist Theological Mm -hmm. Seminary. 
Uh, Our church other... website. Yes. Ormdeobible.church. Um, there's lots of resources on there as well. Yeah. I mean, Pastor Rob is just amazing at um, cataloging pretty much his entire teaching life here at the yeah. church. Every message is on our website that he's ever preached, along with full manuscripts of each message, along with a whole page dedicated to current issues. Mm-hmm. The Pastor Rob, I guarantee you, I hear him, I hear him update them. Yeah. Um, he he is staying on top of those things. So, yeah, that might, that, you know, if you belong to our church, that would be the first place I would go. Yeah. Um, because, like I said, it's your local church. It's someone you know. It's trustworthy. Um, unless for some reason you don't trust our church. If that's the case, I I beg you, reach out to me so we can have a discussion. But I'm, I'm going with the basic assumption that you are a part of this church or you have a high respect for this church if you're listening to this. And if this is all so new to you, if you have never even picked up a Bible on your own before, don't feel like you have to start with commentaries or articles or super highly academic things. Like just pick up your Bible Come to come to whatever church you go to, whether it's Coram Deo or if you're listening from somewhere from somewhere else, and get plugged in and read your Bible, and then take steps from there to grow in depth. But if you just need to start with having an overview of what does the Bible even say, that's a great place to start, and you don't have to dive in to the deep end um, just to be confident in it. But you can take those steps forward. I would actually say. It, you will do yourself more, like it'll be better for you not to dive to the deep end more times than not go into the word first rather than trying to go way out into all this academia mm-hmm. stuff. And never neglect to couple prayer with your Bible reading. Yeah. Right. You need to approach not only with an open heart to receive, you know, we talked about the Bible being authoritative and us being submissive. That's part of it. Um, but there's a trust factor, like trusting that the Lord himself will teach you, that the Lord himself and his spirit will help you understand the word, um, even when you're feeling frustrated, even if it takes you days to contemplate it. Uh, Psalm 1 says, blesses the man, right? And one of the things that it says is uh, who meditates on God's word day and night. Mm-hmm. Um, that means there's some thought process going there, guys. That, yeah. that means that it's more than just, oh, he read and received. It means that um, he is constantly thinking about it in a way to, to understand it better. So that's a great encouragement. Good. I think it's going to do it for us today. Um, that is the, the first little section of our podcast, the, the three C's, why we're called centered, committed, confident. Um, over the next few weeks, we're going to start hitting new topics. We'd love to hear from you. Feel free to email me, R at cdbible.org, if you want to have some topics brought up for us to discuss. Otherwise, we're going to get a chance to um, go through our own little thought list of things that we should be talking about. Um, It's been a a pleasure talking about these things, and uh, we can't wait to see you, whether it's on Thursday or on Sunday or in the middle of the week, whatever it may be. Just know that uh, we love you guys. We're praying for you, and we'll see you next time.